Hey guys, so we're just recording another podcast episode for y'all. I'm with my friend Jayesh. He's the co-founder of Prolixer. If you guys don't know what Prolixer is, it's basically like an Indian e-commerce uh, private labeling brand that sells skincare cosmetics. Okay, so basically I'll let him introduce himself to y'all. Hi guys, I'm Jayesh, and I'm an entrepreneur, and uh, we obviously, yeah. and we run an agency. Which is uh, called Anzag Media, which is actually like a performance marketing agency where we get sales for our clients and maintaining the CAC and the CPA. We try to do that, and then uh, other than that, we have a couple of uh, Shopify e-commerce stores which are private labeled by our own brands. So one of them is Prolixer, which is our primary focus as of now, and we sell you know quality products like quality skincare cosmetics. For girls, as of now, all of it planned to expand to men as well. But then, yeah, for now, it's for girls. Oh, that's great. So, um, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is that how did you actually get the idea for this? So, how did you exactly start? Number one, with Anzac Media, and then if you started with Prolixer after that, then how did you get the idea for that as well? Yeah. So, actually, like I've been, I, I'm, I've never been a good student, obviously, and. Uh, so I had like I put science in in back in eleven twelve, and I actually left chemistry, which is one of the very main subjects. And all of my friends were like, you know, what are you going to do with science without chemistry? And I took multimedia instead of that, multimedia and web technology. Oh, okay. So everyone made fun of me. You know, what are you going to do with this subject? And then after that, I was clueless after class twelve, and my dad, because he, him being a chartered accountant, he was like, you have nothing to do, just become a chartered accountant. So because I was clueless, I had to listen to him, and he told me all the good things about being a CEO and you'll have a good life, all of that. So I got convinced, and I started doing CA. Practically, you should have commerce for channel one. Yeah. So I yeah. even didn't know accounts or anything. But because my dad was after my life, he made me pass a few exams, and I got into it. But I was never the CA channel accountant kind. I was never. I was always like a digital guy who was trying to, you know, do stuff on the computer. I, probably the first time I made uh, I searched how to make money online was like back in fifth or sixth. Okay. Yeah. But I I never could figure out something you know at that point of time. Hmm. So eventually then it wasn't working out for me like being a child accountant I had to disappoint my parents and drop drop out of it. So of course they didn't speak to me for a while. But then uh, I decided that you know I'm, I'm not gonna like ask for any favors from them. I'm just gonna like give. A few uh, things that I, you know, I think that I might like them. Like I, I like them, so I just give them a shot. So I went to a few internships. One was like, you know, I started doing event management first. Oh wow! So I was, I was like, you know, I'll do event management. That sounds very glamorous, and you know, I'll get to meet all these big people and all that. And then later on, I realized once I got into it, I realized. So I did three months of internship in an event company, and I realized like during the event, you could be placed at the parking lot. Throughout the event, so you know you're not gonna meet Amitabh Bachchan, you know. <laughs> so it's actually the opposite. Oh, you're just okay. a slave there, who's uh, who's doing the mobbing stuff and everything, all of that. So then I left that. Then I got into artist management. Okay. Um, yeah, because a couple of my friends were doing an artist artist. They were running an artist management company. They had a few good artists. So I joined that. Realized that also wasn't working. And then one day I was traveling in the metro train in Delhi. So you know what? Till then I don't know how I, how I figured out 
that like if i search how i make money online that won't ever give me an answer because you know like i figured out that you know like that is you know that's like a quick i get answers which which are like fake and you know get rich quick scheme yeah. and all of that so i had seen a lot of those and i stopped believing in them so i literally these were my this was my keyword on google how to make money in 3 months <laughs> so because you know i thought you need at least 3 months to learn something and be be good at it and then make money out of it and then the first thing that came up was affiliate marketing okay so yeah although i don't really do affiliate marketing much of it now but then yeah that's where i started reading about it and i got towards internet marketing and then fortunately i was uh, i met a guy who was running an affiliate marketing company so i joined him and we you know i told him that i really want to learn everything so he gave me a platform i i went all in because now i had something that i liked first of all and then it was making sense to me you know not like you know someone pressured me to do it or like i was just doing it out of like I, it wasn't even about money that much it was about you know that i really liked doing it. so i would go sleepless nights reading about you know reading these forums and all of that and then one year in that agency in that company i realized that you know with a colleague of mine both of us we said we want to start our own thing so we started anzag media okay by then we had realized that facebook like is a shit yeah <laughs> right for your language but then so was like, when was yeah, that exactly this was like 2 years back okay 2 years back so i'm going to right now so that time was 22 hmm. so Yeah, and my partner Mayur, he's 31 right now, and he was also like 29 back then. So, uh, but he was married, so you know, and partnering with a 22-year-old like his okay, family really like that. Mm. And my parents had gotten used to the fact that you know, okay, he'll figure out something, he'll figure something out. So they were like, okay, by then you know, whatever you are doing now, you now that you left CA, we don't really care. <laughs> All of that, just figure it out. So uh, I started my company. and initially we thought we knew a lot but then later on realized that we didn't we didn't know anything back then when we thought we knew a lot but then we actually learned by executing mm, yeah so we thought you know how hard can it be all of that so one thing that i believe in now is that your mindset obviously like everyone says very cliche is everything So my mindset was very overconfident. Now, if I, of course, I know like my knowledge right now and what I knew back then, I, I would be too scared if I wasn't like this. I mean, like 2019 Jash would be so scared for you know 2017 yeah. Jash because I didn't know anything. But of course, just because I signed up for it, so I had to show up. So every day, so once randomly I called up through Instagram, like you know, like how Gary V says just. Yeah. 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 So I just DM somebody, got their company's number, and I call them up, and I'm like, your ads are not good. You know, you can do a much better job. This and that, and I've never run those campaigns. Like those, I, I, I'd always run uh, health supplements campaigns. Okay. Like so these are all like e-commerce products, and I'm like, you know, you can do a better. I can do a better job for you. You can get much lesser CPA and all that much better result. So they're like, alright, if you sound so confident, just give it a shot. And that's when I freaked out. <laughs> so he actually agreed. So he's like, you know, 
go to Goa. I'm, I'm transferring like ten grand, like ten thousand ayana. So run a campaign for me and show me the results. So now, because I signed up for it, now you're in a spot where you can't be like, uh, you know, now you like claim that you're good at it. Yeah. So this is what. So it naturally happened because I created an environment for myself where I was told that you you don't have an option to lose now. Like you already said it. Otherwise, when you procrastinating and stuff like that, you're like, are you good or not? Hmm. So I just signed up for it. I did. So much research for that product, for that particular product, and it every blog, every YouTube review, I made the best marketing, best ad, best marketing campaign. Put up my first ad, first ad itself, it boomed. You know, so I didn't even know if it's gonna, I, I was, I'll be able to sell one or two. You know, so I put up my campaign, and like he he expected the sale in like two uh, two fifty ayana. That's what he was getting. I got him for like eighty ninety rupees. Wow! Right, so that was like the possible result. And then for ten grand, of course, I got him more than hundred sales. And till date, he's my client, and he's expanded his company from like five people to now thirty five, forty people. So amazing! Yeah, in two years, he's got forty, uh, you know, thirty callers, and all of that. So because he also, of course, he was like, take this product also, not take this also. And I'm like, you know, keep giving me. Then there was a time from first sale that there was a time where like we started going 200 sales a day for him, 300, 400. Got into a revenue sharing model with him uh, because now we knew our, <laughs> you know, that he's dependent on us. So 400, 500. Now currently we're giving him like 4,000 sales a day. 4,000. Yeah. Indian e-commerce is amazing. You should yeah. really go for it. Like you should really try. So we give him, the, but that's like a revenue. He does all the logistics part and all of that, and he does all the shipping and everything, procurement, all of that. We we like the marketing guys, and then of course we uh, we build a team and then we form more clients. So our expertise is actually in uh, the conversion objective uh, for Facebook, right? Like for uh, what I mean by that is basically getting sales on your e-commerce. Yeah. So we get the whole sales funnel really nice. Like although of course we could do like real estate leads and you know stuff like that all of that. Then we believe that this itself is a big uh, thing. It's like a commission model. Yeah. It's like you're a broker. You get these e-commerce towards the sale. You know like affiliate yeah. marketing and they pay you. But the only difference between affiliate marketing and this is that affiliate marketing you do your own marketing uh, spend. You know the marketing yeah. spend you do your own and you make profit uh, out of the commission. But then here we took a lesser commission, but then we said you only give us the marketing budget. Okay. You know we were we were starting up and we didn't have so much money to risk. Mm. So like you just give us the money, we'll just take a uh, you know a bit extra. Yeah. And then we for sale, and then we're gonna get get you sales. So it was like a you know we like yeah. the whole setup. We were enjoying it for a year, and then. Uh, Of course, Prolixer, which is my primary focus as of now. Okay. Of course, the agency is also like uh, we're running that as well. But then I'm really concentrating on Prolixer right now to build to build a brand. So uh, actually, the thing about private labeling is that when I was starting, I didn't even know I was doing private labeling. So there's this friend of mine who stayed in my who stays in my lane in my um, in town in town. So he has a chain of salons, 
So we had like 75 salons. So you know, we just hang out in the park and we were just, you know, discussing stuff. And I was like, you know, why, why do he told me that he has stuff. Uh, he sells stuff from L'Oreal and all these big okay. brands. And I was like, if you were running such a big chain of salon, why don't you sell cosmetics of your own brand? You know, how hard is it to find a manufacturer, get them to make this cream and tell them to write your salon name on it. And now because you're anyway getting such a targeted audience every day to your store who coming for beautification and all of that, that's the product they're looking for. Why don't we just build another brand along with that? And uh, we spoke about it and we used to talk like, you know, we used to have like thousands of ideas every day like this, but we never executed any of it. So then I thought it was not going to be such a big deal. He's going to forget it. I'm going to forget it. We just yeah. know we had a conversation. Now we're going to go back to our uh, usual stuff. But then uh, he actually went and spoke to his dad for a change. Okay. Like I really like, like this idea. Just, you know, Jayesh and I were discussing. And his dad gave me a boy like come. And uh, being the guy that I am, now that the thing was becoming serious, I want to be a part of it. <laughs> right? So I was like, you know, if you're actually doing it, I'm a part of it because I am yeah, the one. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, they, they didn't have a problem with it. So initially I thought because I was doing all client stuff and I wasn't very familiar with logistics, shipping, and all of that, I just knew how to do the marketing, online marketing stuff. So um, I, I thought, you know, let's just make some money off your salons first. Like we'll keep it in the salons and then we'll. Once we make some money, then we ship the e-commerce stuff and start doing it from there. So that was the idea. But then till date, we haven't started in the salon and we're only doing the e-commerce part. Okay. Because eventually we realized there's nothing better than starting an online store. Because everything else is so physical effort and all of that. Starting and it's online, more time consuming in my opinion. Yeah, it is very time consuming and we, none of us had experience of selling at a store and all yeah. that. So. Uh, we started online and the idea really developed from there like till date the idea is developing because we didn't know we could reach so far with this because initially we just wanted to make some money right but then uh, as we got into it we learned so much because earlier for you know like to run our clients campaigns we would just ask for ads like we would make as for them, but we would ask for the footage, the content, so that we can come in and make some video ads and all of that. Yeah. You know, or we'd go to YouTube, search for some footage, all of that. But then here, our product is unique and there's no content. Like, from website, to your ad, to everything. You have to pick up a camera, yeah. get a studio, get a model, all of that. And uh, we put in like very less capital. All that capital went into only the photo shoot. <laughs> okay. Right? So, uh, and pick a little bit of procurement. I don't know how we convinced the manufacturer to give us such less quantity. Because okay. they work with, yeah. you know. So we convinced him somehow, and then he gave us a little bit, and he gave us credit also. He, I don't know, he, he thought with, you know, making sense. So, uh, we did a photo shoot, we got these uh, Brazilian models, and we did a photo shoot, try to, you know, make it look like a brand. And then, so that was the first time I was actually creating the footage and creating okay. the video and, you know, creating the content because earlier we just, you know, picking it off, picking it off, all that. So, from this, what I learned was, so this is one thing that I learned, you know, creating the whole 
uh, experience from you know like the product packaging the labeling you know all the rules like you know have to re- go through all of them all the man- stuff like manufactured by and all these guidelines from the government that you have to follow okay learned all of that and then uh, created the website then the ad as as of course you know we believe in creating new ads every day like you know like we don't want to go all in on you know, one ad and then depend on it to our life that like, that never works for us we just believe in even if it is the same targeting we just believe in like showing multiple variations of these ads so uh, we created videos and whatever we thought somehow everything fell into place and everything worked out and we cyber get it safe so that's where we got so positive and we like then there was no you know a benchmark that we want to become this so that we like there's no stopping now because this is making sense and today like uh, the point is come that uh, i went for this conference cosmo prof in mumbai which is why i'm here so 6 months back when we were here to look for a product uh you we try to tell people what we're doing and 6 months from that everyone knew what product is wow so that was like a very overwhelming feeling because you know we went all in on our marketing and all of that so although guys won't really see our ads because we target girls so definitely uh, at the conference also guys but then girls uh like this sour product we just showed them this is our product like we already know about this oh my god this is yours stuff like that so because uh with private labeling what you can do is you know when you are drop shipping and when you are selling generic products the thing is a lot of stores are showing the same ads mm. and they're not creating any recall value uh there's no standard like all the stores have these standard ads so so there's no differentiation there's no differentiation people don't know this okay this is that brand which i'm saying like yeah. as soon as you see coke you you have that recall yeah. value right this coke um, yeah. you know on a new news feed and this happens in micro seconds like yeah. milliseconds because your brain has already processed it before you actually see it because you know like how they say about the mcdonald's logo mm. you see the m from far away you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that that's like the recall value and it's all standard the to create a recall value you have to have some standardization like we have this color combination of pink and white yeah so we maintain that pink and white everywhere even in the ads so there comes a spot like now uh, i get these messages from my friends that whenever we scroll in even if they scroll through it they know that product service video is fine okay because, because that's on the pink and white yeah pink and white so even if they didn't see it like you know they they brain processor they brain just processor yeah. it's going that was correct sir so it's you know and they think about products sir they think about products sir yeah so that so that was like one thing that we really felt good about because earlier we were just selling for clients and you know all of them nobody knew their brand they would if you would tell them this is our e-commerce show they like we have no products you know so like but then your it's a completely different story and then you can reorder people visit automatically eventually your cost uh, of purchase like you know the cost per result goes down okay yeah, yeah. Uh, so once we were out of stock and then we have to like uh, i thought you know pause the campaign would be enough so i just pause the campaign and how will we get traffic and you know yeah. shut down 
and then I thought let's not fit with the inventory right now, let's not put it out of stock, just pause the campaign. But then we paused the campaign and we were still getting sales. So we freaked out, we don't have inventory, so we literally had to put it out of stock there. So that happened and then, uh, yeah, so with this, with all of this, I realized that private labeling is actually not that tough. It's much more fun. You create uniqueness, you have some individuality when you do that, you have some uniqueness in your store. And then it's something that you can really, really scale up. Like, uh, there are brands on TV also, sometimes people don't realize who advertise on TV. Who sometimes have only one product and they're like oh, millions of dollars valuation. Like, even in India, like, uh, there's this brand, uh, uh, V-John. Yeah. Okay. So, I think, of course, they have a couple of more products when I checked recently, but then their primary product is a shaving cream. Alright, and they got Shalokan to like wow. market for them, and then they do these ads. And they just have one product. And uh, you know, so where I'm coming at is that with private labeling, people think that you know you need to create multiple products. You know, if you're a brand, if you're Nike, you need to have hundred shoes. A private label can be as small as only one shoe, mm. and you can be like, this is the shoe, and go out of stock. This is you can market it like that. Yeah, that you get one shoe for one month. Yeah, and, you know, and this is you you for one month. If you get it, you get it right now. And if you don't get it, next month it won't be available. That's exactly how Adidas does with the Easy's. Exactly, right? Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. So uh, uh, and this idea developed later on with Prolixer. Like now I feel like I want to make a hundred private labels. You know, okay. like uh, I would just pick up a unique looking speaker and have my branding done on it by you know people from Alibaba. You can contact them, okay. and they will actually. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, so of course, so if you can, like you just need to contact them, tell them, you know, just get your label, your logo printed on it and give you 500 pieces. And now you have a brand. It's all about content. Make, click like 100 pictures, put it on Instagram. People who are visiting on Instagram don't know you're sitting at, in a basement and, yeah. you know, you're yeah. your digital stuff. They think it's a brand and they just sell once people, it must, it must be so good. Right, you yeah. know, and you can make all the killing values the best speaker or whatever you want to say and if, making sure of all the, it should be a good product. Mm. So, uh, internet, like on the internet is all about content. That's one more thing that I realized about private la- with private labeling and you need to keep up with the content. So, you know, new videos every day, stories, engagement, all of that because now you are creating like micro you know, use your product and then they do word of mouth for you as well yeah. and reorder all of that. So you need to keep them engaged if you really want like a brand brand. So, so content really plays a big part in online this thing. Big part because uh, like if you're not updating your content, like see uh, a brand like Starbucks, I, that's what I believe, although they still should have an Instagram, mm-hmm. right? But Starbucks doesn't really need an Instagram yeah, like we do. Yeah. Like we do. Yeah. You know? Because our presence is only like our shop, our mall, or whatever, our store is all online. Is online. Yeah. So we don't have a salesperson. We don't have people wearing t-shirts from our brand logo, you know? So 
we don't have people walking outside our store yeah right we don't have a brick and mortar what we have is an instagram page and once a person comes there that instagram page is your sales person yeah they need to convey the message that we're a great 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 brand that you don't know about and you're missing out right that's the only place that they'll engage with your brand if we don't put out content there and you know the person is not going to feel like you know engaging with the brand yeah. and, uh, you know if the content is not good they just going to walk away so it's only about content i and that person who doesn't really believe in those digital hacks and obviously growth hacking uh, legit way i believe in all of that but you know stuff like uh, you know this uh, you make this budget and uh, you know you do this optimization will get you lesser cpm okay. all of that techniques i don't depend on i depend on good content because i know that uh, i know for a fact like loreal is also going to target the same audience as me so how but the good part is when it was only tv only loreal to market mm-hmm. but right now i can all, i also have the same ad placement as loreal so how do i make an impact now i have like everything is you know same. on the same on the same uh, level now like it's just the marketing you know? yeah this is the content so yeah that thinking about that makes me feel very you know like i'm competing with everyone yeah the big players now so yeah. reach the good level yeah okay so um now one thing when while you were speaking is that you mentioned that your main this thing comes from social media itself so do you spend like do you run ads on facebook and instagram itself or any other platforms and do you get sales from anything apart from social media so uh primarily is obviously facebook and instagram okay but then yeah i also do a little bit of snapchat uh youtube i've, I've tried but then I should have to do it like more for like test a bit more test a bit more and these are like I heard there like 19 new placements that Google has introduced oh, on the latest keynote yeah. so I want to try all of that it's just that we're like <laughs> when I'm doing all this marketing I'm just so overwhelmed with just Facebook and Instagram yeah that you know like I want to be like, I'm always like I want to just which is not like very good uh, you know that thing yeah. I should I should uh go to all platforms but i'm like you know i just want to i want to potential from your first yes. like because it works so much because it works it works it works so like that that nothing doesn't come in my head that if i work on an ad it won't work you know mm-hmm. so uh, in youtube of course like uh you actually have to think like a person who's watching somebody on youtube so when i can uh, right now I'm very comfortable thinking with people who are scrolling on facebook you know so i create an ad that i know they're going to stop by my ad and engage yeah. with it and probably click and buy and whatever but when you do a youtube ad you can't just you know make that same ad copy and paste on youtube i don't think that would work for a very long time even if that works for someone because on youtube uh, people come for with a different idea mm-hmm. you know they're probably watching they come for to watch some yeah. video or some web series or you know they And they don't want anyone disturbing they don't want yeah you know so i've never there are very few ads that i've watched like the whole yeah. uh, ad on youtube i've always skipped it but i don't want to like being a digital marketer i don't want to depend on my own opinion yeah. you know it's all about yeah. testing out if people are running into me making uh such good money out of it so i'm sure there's something that i don't mm-hmm. know 
but yeah so uh, but i'm sure but because i know when i put myself in the shoes of a youtube uh, guy who's watching youtube i would create an ad which that if the targeting is done right that person would not skip okay. but i just want to get in that zone and yeah. like uh, once i'm done with facebook and instagram which is not very far though like we want to start discussing creating youtube ads and uh, also with youtube uh, we want to do very good uh, quality content you know like it should be like like high definition and all that okay yeah so one question that i really want to ask is that how much approx how much are you spending in facebook ads itself per month per month yeah all right actually we always uh do our daily figures okay so, daily figures yeah so uh, of course we can like get the monthly figures well but right now we're doing like in, like including everything or just prolixer just prolixer just prolixer or uh, we began in january so okay. till now we scaled up to 3000 uh, dollars okay for so, day for day oh 3000 dollars for day yeah that's okay. what we're spending Yeah, just on Facebook and Instagram. Just on Facebook and Instagram, this one. And wow. of course, we're doing some Google remarketing. That's yeah, it. that's different. That's different. Yeah. That's different. Wow, three thousand dollars per day itself. Yeah, but then you know uh, that happened because you know how this works, right? Like we don't even get yeah. to see that money because it's like you know it goes through your credit card and then you get remittances from yeah. your you know payment provider and then you just keep paying. That's how we increase. So we started with probably ten thousand rupees a day, and uh, it worked out, and then gradually increasing. Wait, so when you started in January, you started with ten thousand rupees a day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's three lakhs per month on an average. Like that was per month. Now we're doing per day, three lakhs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now for us, like the one thing that I have on my mind is that three lakhs a month for a startup is quite this thing. Did you feel any type of risk or any like what was going through your head when you're spending that much in I, as I, as a startup? Yeah, honestly, uh, when I look at it, and even today, to be very honest, uh, if you would ask me for three lakh rupees a day randomly, yeah. I would have that money yeah. because even I'm still in the business and I'm circulating. But then sometimes when I want to feel good about myself, I just do this. Uh, Last month on ads manager, I mean, you guys went to Karwadi. But then that's happening because you know the money circulating. You know, yeah. uh, you get a credit time for your to pay for your ads through your credit card part, whatever uh, yeah. credit card bank, and then uh, you get your money from your cash delivery, and then you pay it back. So it's not actually uh, you know that we had that money. Uh, but you're just to putting more to get it first, and then you yeah, and then putting it back. Yeah. And, you know, that's how it increases. Okay. Yeah, and right. once you honestly, uh, uh, e-commerce is so sorted. Once you, uh, the only variable cost in Indian e-commerce is the marketing cost. Hmm. Uh, you know the product cost already. You know the delivery cost already. You know the GST and the tax, yeah. tax and everything already. The only thing left is like how much of the marketing cost will like uh, eat up. Like how much margin will it eat up? You know, if there was no marketing cost, I would make so much money. But yeah. you know, marketing cost is variable, so you need to control that. And rest all is profit. So when that, when you can see that it is controlled, mm-hmm. so you don't mind scaling up. Yeah. Because you know, every sale is going to give you a lot more profit. 
so uh, that time you just want to spend all your credit card you know like you just want to finish off with a limit that very day you know you want to be able to just uh, get done with this and we will think about how to pay for this later yeah, because yeah. they are going to get the money right yeah so you can see your roi so it's not really hard that's the good part about e-commerce and yeah that's good to know okay so um now you said that you you were going for ca because your dad wanted you to do so and um when you quit from ca and decided to go for this whether it's being the agency or entrepreneurship as general okay what was the reaction from your family so uh, my family uh like initially uh, so when i left it that was like whole dramatic situation in my house okay. and uh, uh, you know because i was I, i'm a very like i'd say like an outgoing guy like i, I like to meet people and all of that and uh, the biggest hurdle in being a ca is that you actually have to sit at home and study a lot and then there's no college mm-hmm. all of that and all my friends used to go to college so i was you know getting into that zone that was my life uh, so one day i decided that i don't want to do it anymore and my parents because they told everybody that our son is going to be there it was like very hard to digest for them that, you know now he's going to leave this what are we going to tell people and <laughs> he's yeah. not going to be seen anymore but then they always knew that i would do something with computers and with internet like i know this sounds very you can do so much with computers yeah. but they always said this you know like for them you know like he computer pe kuch karega he computer nahi you know like computer for them it's like computer me karta hai kuch theek hai like could be it could be you know anything but they computer me karta hai kuch so like that so uh, uh so their reaction when i got these jobs na as soon as i left it i got a job uh, I, I, like the events management company mm-hmm. i got an internship the very like like uh, one, the day after that right like for example so one day and then the next day i already gone for an interview and my boss obviously wanted to talk to me like my dad was talking to me but for two days and then he got fine and then my mom was talking to me oh. <laughs> that he really left it so i got a, i got an internship and then slowly they got they got the hand i had you know that i have left it and so i was doing internship and they were okay with it and within a week because now i was like you know i'm out of ca finally i was very enthusiastic i'm going to figure out my life so within a week i got promoted there i don't know how that worked out but they were like you know we actually we were looking for somebody like you for a job placement okay so would you want to do this instead of an internship but these are the things that you want to do i was like no shit because you know i was getting more money and i could brag about it to my parents that i am already promoted in a week So, but then, yeah, that job also I didn't want to do. I realized <laughs> after three months, so I left that, and then uh, I told you, right? So yeah. I did artist management after yeah. that. So artist management, uh, I got there because that I also I thought you know it's going to be very glamorous and going to meet all these uh, big artists and stuff like that. But later on, I realized just like you know, uh, you just need to pick up phones and do the bookings, and it's not really oh, that okay. fun. Yeah, you know, after like. So yeah, so uh, when I decided, so you know, my parents got me used to that, the fact that you do something about it. So when I got into that company where I was doing internet marketing, I used to tell them, you know, that 
affiliate marketing and internet marketing these are the possibilities that they were really bored of all of that so one day when i decided because i had seen taking such huge steps in life they were like okay with this also they were like you want to do it go do it but now today if you talk to them they telling other parents like not to put your kid into CA okay. like look at him you know he you know just let them be now they are all my yeah. son you know they want to show as if you know they were very supportive <laughs> yeah okay okay that's great so basically um now i'm more into dropshipping and everything i'm not done a lot of research into private labeling and everything so i don't know much about it but let's say if a beginner is hearing this he's interested in getting into e-commerce specifically private labeling how would he go about it so as a beginner uh, looking at my own journey i would not suggest private labeling instantly okay i would still say like go for dropshipping first because how that works is for example you start dropshipping you find a winning product and now you're so sure and you sure about that product and you can sell a lot of it right you could learn its marketing and everything now that you now that you're at that stage now you can build a brand around it so instead of going to ali express you should go to ali baba hmm. and uh, find a manufacturer of that thing ali baba won't give uh, ali baba would be interested in giving you like in bulk right 100 they have this mlu minimum order quantity yeah. So, if you want to get a private label, probably they'd say that you know, uh, give me a, a, an order for fifty thousand, and you you're sure that you'll be able to sell thousand, right? So just tell them that you know, print your logo on thing, and get the thousand pieces because they're anyway selling it. Mm. Now the now it's just the difference is that now it's your own brand. Like for example, you're selling some uh, earphones, some wireless earphones. And you figured out that you know that uh, you know it's a huge, huge, huge niche, and it's always going to work out. And I know the whole marketing funnel. I know how to sell this product. I should just do for my own brand. So there are like a million, like that's too much. But there are like thousands of manufacturers in China. I recently went to this uh, trade show called Canton Fair, which happens twice a year, mm-hmm. and it's in, it's so big that it's in it's in a pavilion. Oh, and there are all these manufacturers with their stores there, like for dropshippers and for Amazon sellers and for e-commerce people, it's like heaven because you have all the products right there, and you can tell anybody to put a logo on anything. Wow, you know, so it's amazing, and you don't really have to go to China for that. There's Alibaba, you can figure it out, and then just get your product made with your own logo and just replace it. Probably, if you have a generic store, make a store around it. Make an Instagram account uh, around it, and put put out content. Do some food photography. Put it in a balcony and take a picture and post it. You know, stuff like that. And you can actually go to you can do you can do influencer marketing with that. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing with private labeling. You can if uh, if you do influencer marketing for a dropshipping store, that would be some product. There's no brand awareness. You're only taking advantage of their reach and getting the sale, hmm. right? Now, when you're when you're a brand and they're doing influencer marketing, you're getting the sale, but you're also getting some brand awareness, right? So if you do a lot of influencer marketing, it will always help you with uh, sales. Obviously, sales though is primary. Even if you're doing private labeling, you're not looking at you know yeah. losing money. 
that's never my thing. Like yeah. all the no one's attention. Yeah. So uh, you still want to make money, but you're also getting brand awareness. Mm. So if some probably someone is following some influencer, they see a post uh, from Pulitzer, for example. Yeah. They see this girl is using Pulitzer. They go tap on it, see my whole page. They're already like half convinced, but they didn't convert. They didn't purchase. Now they're getting all of a sudden the new feed because retargeted. they're getting retargeted. They're getting all the all my ads all of a sudden. Yeah. And I didn't know all of this earlier till I got into private dating that all of this would help. Mm-hmm. So initially you can't see these metrics that this is working. So because I would do influencer marketing, and that that won't get me sales in India. Actually in India, uh, you know, uh, people outside still have good buying capacity. In India people take time to. Make a decision, but this actually became a funnel where people would post, and I, I would tell them what to post to, to get, grab the maximum attention. And a girl would post with that face mask. Other girls would click on my profile, go to my page. My page is anywhere built so good that you know uh, they would like to. They'd be like, "What is the product?" And all of a sudden, they'd start seeing these ads, which is showing as if this is the best face mask ever. And you know, psychologically, I've like covered them from uh, like my ad came to them after they were already influenced. Yeah. You know, so it's not an impulse decision anymore. So initially, our marketing cost was really high. So when we started doing this, it got down like one tenth of what it was. Okay. So this really helped, and and I don't mind giving it off to people like my product for free if they're posting for me. Because you know, uh, other than just posting and getting some reach, when they write a description about my product, like that's very nice, and you know you should go for it, there's there's an influence. There's they're doing marketing for me. Yeah. You know, so there's a message that this is a very good product. It's like you know if if the, if you got a pamphlet saying there's a new restaurant uh, nearby, would you rather go to the restaurant? When you want the pamphlet, or if I come and tell you, would you have to yeah. eat the food there? Yeah, got it. Right, you have to eat the food there, and then you would be like, "But I want to go there," mm. right? Because word of mouth is at the end of the day the biggest form of marketing. Influencer marketing is just like word of word of mouth marketing, yeah. right? If somebody just somebody is following somebody on Instagram, they're consuming the content daily. They would also consume this content where they're using some product, mm. and If they're saying that it's a nice product, people know it's sponsored, but they still get convinced, right? Yeah. Because people are just very optimistic about people, like optimistic about stuff that they think that you know, they're very positive about stuff that why would she lie? You know, she's getting paid, or you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Like why would she? Uh, yeah. So this, that's why you, uh, you know, influencer marketing is a thing right now. Even if you're not doing private labeling, I still think people should go for influencer marketing, like go all in in that. And so recently, I had a very great idea to reach out to maximum influencers as possible. I created a chatbot. Okay. Right. You know about a chatbot yeah, right? yeah. on the messenger, and I sent thousands of influencers that chatbot, and that chatbot chatbot would talk to them and negotiate and do everything itself. Okay. I just have to send it out to them mm-hmm. in the end. Earlier we were hiring influencer managers. They would do it for me. They would okay. show all yeah. of that. You know, they would they could only keep up with four influencers at one time because you know the email log and all of that. So this is something that I'm giving away right now. 
so that I use a chatbot and we got so many influencers all of a sudden who, who just engaged with the chatbot and they given us their address and they knew what they had to do negotiation also happened automatically in that chatbot so I got so many influencers I just sent out to all of them and it was like a boom for us so many people posted for us all together so wow that's an amazing idea I mean I never thought of that chatbot whole thing yeah one more idea that I have that with this related to chatbot also that I thought I created a chatbot for our agency clients hmm. you know like you have an agency yeah. you just create a chatbot yeah. send it out to DM it to like thousand people you think you can work for they will you're not talking to them yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just converting themselves because you have these questions they're answering and in the end you're like uh, we'll get back to you you know yeah. if you if it works, uh, you know, whatever your, if it suits your plan, you can So at the same time, it's generating leads and the lead yeah. quality is also increasing. Exactly, because they, people, it's it's a very new concept, the chatbot. Yeah. So people already are, are excited, you know, that this is such a good way to market, you know, because they spoke to a pot yeah. and they've given, the, you can ask their budget so that you can, you know, see if you really want to go ahead with this. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you DM and then they reply back, then you DM again. That is like a time-taking process. Yeah. You want to go like all in, you want to talk to thousands of people together. It's mass. So mass. You yeah. just send your chatbot link to everybody that we are this company. Uh, if you want to work with us, click on this yeah. link and now they start talking to us. Makes sense. Makes way more sense. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. I've got to test that out. <laughs> okay, so um, now one question that I asked to a lot of entrepreneurs is that if you had to start all over again from scratch Prolixer itself okay what would you do differently okay uh, now that like uh, basically this question is that uh, what are the mistakes that I would yeah what, was, yeah what one mistake did you do and the main one and what would you ignore <laughs> so initially like I told you like I was all about you know, uh, how I want to, like I was only about, it was only about money for me, like it was about, you know, another e-commerce store. Then, so I started with, uh, you know, taking some content from YouTube and making an ad out of it and then pushing it online. But then now when I think about it, that was, because once you have a baby, which is, you know, you know that it's going to stay for long. Then when you once you're attached to it, you you don't want to do anything wrong, right? Yeah. So initially, I didn't really care that much. I just wanted to save. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, if I think about it, uh, getting content from here and there, and then putting it in my ad, and if it was happening right now, and if even one person got to know about it, that this brand is doing this, it would really bother me. Mm-hmm. So, but then initially, I didn't know about this. And actually, creating content is not so hard, you know. Like we literally create ads from our phone sometimes. Like yeah. uh, a girl agrees to do a makeup tutorial for us, like a you know skincare tutorial for us. We get a nice wall, we tell her to stand in front, right? We'll make a we get our phones out and we we'll make an ad, and then that ad would run for like so many months. So that's how we have most of our ads. Not even funny. So we would edit them a little and yeah, like that. Okay, so basically like. Your main focus should be content, in your opinion. Yeah. Also, like the influencers uh, that I work with, 
so i was coming to that that uh, you know i got sales from them obviously but one thing that because you know people always get like if i only one product how like what all content can i post on my instagram like you know how can i keep changing and you know so for me like it was a skincare cosmetic one type of content was different faces using it you know every different face is another person with another caption so uh, otherwise if you think of it like how do you get so many people to have a picture with your product so this is uh, influencer marketing also help me with this like i if so i get i get a hundred i get hundreds of messages for collaboration on our page okay so i uh, people usually go for you know this this person only has 1500 followers mm-hmm. but should we give it to her and you know Stuff like that, but I still gave it to them because I was still getting a picture which they really worked hard on, and I'm ready to post that. Right? And that picture, how will that help me improve my sales? Is that that adds on to that list of people like really people who are using it. So ah, we okay. we show as an all our influencers are you know our consumers. That's how we put our like put our put our yeah. content. So that really helps. So if someone comes in, they they see like oh my god, so many people are using this already. And even in our ads, we claim that this face mask is going viral, and then we show this, uh, you know, show a lot of all these faces, you know, all these pictures coming in, all these girls, they're enjoying this product, like ten pictures together, and now this angle is complete. Like they claimed it, they showed, you know, they proved it. Like this face mask is going viral, and then showing a lot of pictures of these girls, and then we go to this next claim. So I have literally. Uh, Like so, this is literally happened with me that this friend of mine who knew about Prolixer, his girlfriend didn't know about me or the brand. His girlfriend uh, messaged him that I want this, and that was like the Prolixer URL, and she's like, I want this. And he's like, because he knew that it's my brand. He's like, how do you know about this? Like, dude, this is going so viral. <laughs> you know, this is going viral, and uh, it's like, and when he told her. That is my friend's brand. She flipped out. She said, "I thought it's an international brand, you know." So that's even today. Like we were running a giveaway, so somebody com- commented that, uh, "Do you do give? Uh, if I'm in India, can I participate?" You know. So people have that impression that, and it's only because of marketing. Like we had these uh, Brazilian models uh, do, you know, shoot for us. So we put, you know, we figured that out. We spoke to a modeling agency. They agreed. No, it's not so hard. So we clicked a few pictures, we put it on our website, and it looks like you know, it's yeah, some outside brand. So we don't, we also don't mind that if if that's working for yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. So that explains a lot. Now, um, enough of the actual business talk and all of that. Now, one question that I really want to ask, and that a lot of my audience also, a lot of people in my audience as well have this question. Is what is your opinion on a college degree for entrepreneurship? You're the example for that. Like you're a seventeen-year-old guy. So the day I uh, found your profile on Instagram, I was like, the first thing I did was obviously I consumed your content to see that. Oh my God, he has all these headlines, but he's seventeen-year-old. How does he know all of that? I mean, would he make sense? Then I saw all your videos and. You make so much sense, and I was like, how how does this young guy has all this wisdom? Like in you know, like he's giving away so much. So uh, instantly, I sent your profile to my 
you know, groups on WhatsApp and I'm like, guys, time to feel old. <laughs> this 17-year-old is already spoken at IIT. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it was also like a, you know, this thing, like, guys, buck up. <laughs> you know, you know what is coming up. So, everyone was like, oh my god, I can't believe this. You know, he's 17-year-old. And what we started discussing what we were doing at 17. And, uh, you know, I think for you also, I think you would agree. This was possible because of the internet. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because uh, I remember when I was young, like I don't know if your parents said that to you, but uh, although, like we have, a, we have eight years, seven years of gap, right? I'm, gonna, I'm 24 years. Yeah. So my parents said, always said that, read the newspaper, read the newspaper. Newspaper is going to give you all the knowledge and I never believed in it. I'm like, Newspaper, by the way, you know, I want to watch cartoons and all that. I want to watch TV. But then I get their point, like where they were coming from, because all the knowledge and all the content, they, all the good stuff they could consume only from the newspaper. Okay. You know, like the newspaper would tell them, or the books, you know. Yeah. But newspaper like a daily this thing of your knowledge and what is going on in the world. So, so there was there were two options I believe for my parents, uh, either watching entertainment on TV or reading books on newspapers. So I think now the books, newspapers, TV and everything is your smartphone. Yeah. You choose the type of content you want to consume. You want to watch a cat falling off the cliff, you know, and laugh at it. That's also available. You want to watch a mentor on YouTube telling you how to do what to do. And yeah. There's just every, I think there's every question, there's an answer to every question on YouTube and Google. Just people just need to literally believe in it and type that question. There's somebody who's already written it on Quora, YouTube, everywhere. Right? And there's somebody who's answered it also. So imagine like, the, like you know, there's nothing that you don't know if you have a smartphone in your hand. So college, coming to that question that college degree for being an entrepreneur, I don't have a college degree myself. I really don't believe in it. There are people who believe that you know getting a college degree would give them knowledge. Mm. I believe for me knowledge is way more greater than uh, a degree. Today I think looking at your like seeing your knowledge and the kind of stuff you've done, even a 40 year old guy would want to partner with you because you're making sense, right? And who has 20 years of experience probably? Because what matters to him is a person who gets it, who knows how to do it. Ultimately, the real world gives it back to the person who knows the real stuff, right? And a college degree is like, you know, like I don't get it. Like, why do you need it? If it's for the degree, then it doesn't make sense. If it's for knowledge, you think you're going to learn and implement it, then do college, do whatever, just go for the knowledge. Yeah. But I believe. The knowledge is right in your hands. Like, why do you need a college degree? So this is very like Gary Vee also says. This was put on a pedestal when it was like in the 1980s. 1980s people thought going to college is like the big deal. You know, this person going to college is going to be successful, right? And uh, there are people who went to college at that time. This is how to figure out their lives. So yeah, that that was very 1980s. I think five years, six years from now, this question would not even be valid. People will be like, dude, college degree is, you know, old school. 
right now we get it eventually other people will get the whole uh, concept you know, yeah concept like youtube has everything right? and there's so much free value like even your content if someone really if someone is following you and they're consuming your content honestly uh, sometimes when you're not in the spot and you see somebody saying something you can't really relate to it and you think it's you know it's probably good for him but honestly i've been through like from my journey i believe his content is on point and everything that he said you know like a basic video where i was watching where you said you know research is the key yeah. and you found everything from how to get clients and to suppliers and all of that through youtube that's what i did because if there is if it is on youtube then why do you need to go through so many structured books and syllabus and give an exam for it just go on youtube find out give it give that diagonal and be like i want this stuff exactly hmm. yeah right? so an entrepreneur is basically like a problem solver we love challenges right we we love that you know how to work this out and make it into like it's like a game for us so that's why you just need to be very curious about stuff curiosity is the key for me like the more curious you are the better research you will do so when i wanted to uh, start to mix up there were a couple of brands i was uh you know trying to take inspiration from i legit knew the founder's address it's so funny like that's the amount of like how much i geeked about them. like and that saved me so much money i literally found uh i don't know how but i i went to the 10th page of the keyword and i found articles where they were sued for something right so i i saved myself from that yeah you know mm-hmm. i said i'm not going to do this so uh like it was it was amazing like i think i saved a lot of money just by seeing what how they started i just went scrolled down to, they had like 900 posts on instagram i went to their first post you know they're so good they're so intimidating to me that all the putting such great content mm-hmm. so i was like let me just not compare my level one with their you know how they say it like with the level one yeah. i just scrolled down saw their first post i was like do this that is the same yeah. way you know and yeah so i legit knew their address i'm like this is where they stay like you know that's the like i was following them on instagram like their personal profile wow. <laughs> i want to see their stories like their office setup I, i there was a time i knew everything like um, how their office looked how many employees they had just by following them and all of that so yeah that was like a good experience it's gave me a lot of direction okay yeah So I think that's pretty much all the questions that I have for now. Uh, one last question is: If you could give any person, let's say, if there's a person listening to this podcast right now, okay, if they want to start a business, whether it be e-commerce or any regular business, what's the one thing that an entrepreneur, just the one thing that an entrepreneur needs for the business's success ratio to increase? All right. So I'll just tell you what worked for me. and i believe uh, that is like the best thing although it's very for for people is very hard to believe you know that that this is the way to go but skill is what matters right and you know so nobody is born with any skill like for example you want to do e-commerce or internet marketing you need uh, to understand the whole concept so what i believe is that what i did legit i I offered somebody that I would work for free. Okay. Hmm. And 
this was my first job where I found my colleague, like my partner also, we uh, we work at the same company. So uh, I literally, like my boss, I offered him that I would work for free, and at home because that was what I wanted to learn very desperately. And I knew that if I'm going to go and I'm going to be in that environment, I'll have a mentor who's doing that kind of stuff. That is just going to pace up, you know, that, uh, rather than going and being with my friends all the time who work from different fields, someone doing laws, and how is that going to help me? So I just put, made my, changed my environment. I put myself in a spot where only there was only one focus, and you know, every day I would just hear the same thing. Uh, this is one thing that uh, that you know you should work for free. Now, though, I believe in this concept so much that I would rather pay that person because I know what he was giving me. You know, he was giving me the practical experience. I would, I would, I just offered him my service. Like you know, I was like, whatever you tell me, I will do it for you. Even if it's you know, cleaning the office. I literally thought to myself, if we were cleaning the office and stuff like that, I just want to keep my ears open, and I want to like hear stuff. Like I want to, be, I want people talking all this stuff so that I can take as much. Because I was twenty two, and I, I, I don't know how I figured this out that, uh, you know, that. 20-25,000 if I really ask for that money. Although eventually they end up paying me. They were like, you know, you're doing a great job. You we have to pay you. And you know, uh, you uh, come uh, you know, come to office every day or that. So, but what this comes down to is that you need knowledge. And for that, you can go to any limit. Like if, even if you want to work for somebody for free, you don't know what you're getting in return. So it is not measurable. Then, the knowledge, but it is the biggest thing because that with that knowledge today I am where I am. Because and now if I look at it, I was like I that time I didn't know if it's gonna work out or not, but it did eventually. Mm-hmm. So now if I look at it, I I feel like I should have paid that guy. You know, I should have paid people who gave me all this knowledge. Internship should be the yeah. other way. Yeah, interns shouldn't get paid; they should pay. Because now they're coming in the real environment, you know, they they like you pay the college for theoretical. Now you you should pay the company for practical, right? And honestly, for me, this is more important because now you're in a spot where the real thing is happening, right? So obviously, like there is no my point is that just get uh just try to acquire skill and go to any limit for that. YouTube, Google, this has. Anything and everything that you need, like literally, you just need to know how to look for it, and that's it. So if you want to start, I I'm sure like if you want to start a restaurant also, there's like a whole ten uh, ten video course on how to start a how to start a restaurant. Yeah, and that will that will like clear all your assumptions, stuff, and, you know, doubts, and you know, they. Like imagine, okay, you just look for it on YouTube, and now you know how to start a restaurant. So that's it. So the answer is in your hand. You have a smartphone. Just go yeah. for it. Google stuff and execute. Overthinking is perfection, and overthinking is the enemy. Like Gary Vee also says. Like if you try to, if you think you could be perfect one day and then start, mm. yeah. that is never gonna work out. So just sign up for it. Show up every day, 
and one day you'll figure it out and you'll be like okay that yeah. answers my question i think that's pretty much all about what i have thank you so much for coming on here thank and adding value you. to my audience i think they'll really love this podcast episode so yeah guys uh, i hope you enjoy this video and if you do and then you could just let me know message me on instagram you know my username itself do you want to give any of your social media links or yeah you guys can check out uh, like we were speaking about content you can check out our instagram for prolixer is p r o l i x r so you can see the kind of stuff we're doing how we're using influencers to uh, promote our product and you can go through our ads and stuff like that and also if you want to start your own private label you get uh, like after this you do that podcast and then if you actually go to our website and our instagram it'll connect for all of you and okay yeah okay so i think you've got all that you need so yeah i'll see you all in the next episode